episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So, we are discussing <laughs> season two of Fate the Wink Saga. If you are new here, We've discussed season one, which came out in January, I believe. Well, I posted the episode in January of 2021, but it's possible, although I don't think this is true, but it's possible it could have dropped in December of 2020, but I'm pretty sure it was January of 20. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. It was January of 2021. So if you're new here, this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. As you can see, so there will be spoilers on everything. And these are just my thoughts. So either you're going to like them or you're not. You're going to agree or you're not. But that is the great part about everyone having an opinion and being able to cordially listen to other people's opinions and have cordial discussions. So, Fate Doing Saga Season 2. Season 1... There were six episodes. Season two, they were like, oh, we'll give you an extra episode. And they gave us seven episodes. Now, you know me. I like a short season of TV. Anything around the six, seven episode mark usually generally works for me. I can't say that I had any issues with the length of the season. Um, Just looking at everything. I mean, you could say towards the end, it did feel a little bit like, okay, this is happening. Like, this is where we're going like a little tiny bit rushed, but I think it's because there were so many characters. (laughs) Like we have all of our girls from the first season, but also we get introduced to a couple of new characters, even though I will say the new characters heavily tied into like our main characters. So it didn't feel too distracting, but I do feel like even though first season I, and I'm trying to remember because Netflix don't know what's going on, but there was no recap at the beginning of season two. So I spent like the first episode trying to remember what even happened because I usually rely on the recap to jog my memory. So we finally got there, but like Netflix, I'm going to need you all to get on it and give us the recaps because we need them. So, so yeah, so... Uh, I can't really remember in season one how divided the storytelling was across all of our main characters, which are the girls. Um, And that is, oh my gosh, I probably should have had all their names pulled up um, because you all know I will forget. Uh, Bloom, Aisha, Tara, Musa, Musa. And we're missing someone. Cat? Is that who we're missing? Yeah, I think it's Cat. And so I know Bloom because she's like our main main. So, of course, a lot in a lot of the story in season one was around her. She was the only fairy who transformed. And she also saved the school from season one from whatever the evil like thing was, which they alluded to in season two, but never really that I can remember said what it was that attacked them. I think they did, but I just don't remember. I know they got attacked. I don't remember <laughs> like what it was, but also at the same time, um, they had 
Rosalind had duped Bloom into freeing her. So coming into season two, we are missing Dowling, which we know. And I'm, I was trying to remember, I was like, I'm pretty sure we saw her get taken out at the end of season two or in the season one. And it kind of came, that took like all the season for that to come back to me. Cause I was like, wait, where's Dowling? Like, they're like, oh, we're missing her. Could she be alive? Is she dead? But then as the season was going, I was like, I'm pretty sure we saw her get killed at the end of season one when her and Rosalind was in the graveyard. Um, and then we're also missing or not missing, but they have Silva like captured and then I let him out so when I say Rosalind was playing like the long game <laughs> on this and was like manipulating Bloom to the fullest it was just so interesting because I'm like and I feel this way a lot but a lot of these shows are like I know you all are teenagers and your attention is divided not only are you dealing with super um life-threatening threats <laughs> in these shows but you're also dealing with like being a teenager so like emotional things related to being a teenager love like friendship like all of that so like your attention's pretty split but sometimes the way that these people be coming in and pulling the wool over their eyes I'm like it's so blatant that like I feel like you should not be 100% trusting these people but you know these are adults and they're teenagers and so the teenagers are going to hope or lean into the feeling or the assumption that the adults are going to be people who that they who they can turn to even though which is kind of now that I'm talking out talking it out it's like it's usually adults literally taking out these kids <laughs> does that make sense but whatever so um I say all that to say because we know um, Sky was upset with Sola because he lied to him about his dad. He said his dad died in honor, but come to find out his dad was actually still alive. Also raised another child, Beatrix, who is crazy. Um, spoiler alert, because there will there are spoilers. She dies at the end, a very brutal death. Like she had a weird kind of like story where they tried to redeem her in a way. But I don't know. I don't know that I would call her arc this season a redemption story because a lot of what she did seemed to come from a place of mild confliction. And I say mild confliction because I don't think she was that conflictual on what she was doing. I think she was just out for herself, so whatever. And she kind of said this to Cap, like whatever suited her, that is what, she, or whatever was in her best interest, that is what she would do. So even in the end, even though she helped um, save or helped the girls in the end, even though she ended up dying, it was for her own benefit because she didn't want, um, what is this place called? She didn't want Althea in the um, realm that they live in, which I wrote it down. It's going to take, you guys know I take notes. It's going to take me a minute to find it the other world she didn't want the other world to be destroyed by sebastian let's talk about i know we're dropping all over the place but we're just gonna have to do it you all know we don't recap we just talk about the things that we want to talk about um sebastian <laughs> i don't know i was kind of talking thinking about this because i have been watching um like streaming movies 
And there's been recently where you're like, oh, I kind of talked about this in when I did a streaming movie roundup a few episodes ago. And I was talking about Honor Society where I was like, I come into these movies like, oh, I don't have to think about anything. This is going to be like a cute little like rom-com or something like that. And then it was like a whole like gotcha moment embedded into the whole story that I was not even anticipating. And that just happened with another movie that just dropped on um, Netflix, Dear Revenge, where I was like, oh, just going to watch it. Not going to think about it. Then there was a whole like gotcha moment. So I don't know if I've just been on my game and not just like paying close enough attention, but it took me a hot minute to, to weed out Sebastian as being on the evil side. Like it took me a hot minute, longer than I'm proud to say that it took me, but it was not surprising that he was the one who, even though it took me a while, I will say based on his character, based on us being introduced to him this season, based on him having this history with everything that's going on in Alfia, um, and just like some of the things that happened along the way was not surprising that his character would be, uh, what's the word? Like our main antagonist. The one though, what was that kid's name? Cause I was like, is this his brother? Like, what is the, what is the deal with him? I got to find his name, but the one who gray, there we go. Gray who they gave Aisha and I was like this one I know why because I was sitting there I was like you know I can I can spot a shady character people who like approach you in weird ways who just show up in places that they shouldn't be automatically end up on my radar so when she goes to swim and he just like hops up out the water like he was expecting her like he's trying to warm his war, warm w-o-r-m because I, I realized that that's coming out sounding like I'm saying warm, like I'm so warm. Um, but he's trying to like wiggle his way into her life and into her routine, her schedule and like make himself notice or make himself um, notice or what, what am I trying to say? Trying to pretty much make her notice him. Then I'm immediately like, okay, wait a minute. There's something going on here. Um, but the reason why I was like holding out, like, please don't let this be like a thing is because Aisha is our like black character she's kind she's like usually the one to say no to everyone she doesn't seem to have the most fun in relation to the girls because she's very focused on school she, like she has her her I think she has a 20-year plan which is insane to me just like her 20-year plan like everything is mapped out she's very very focused and so knowing all of that I was just like Please don't let them give Aisha this love interest and then let him stab her in the back. But what do they do? What do they do? <laughs> they give her this love interest and let him stab her in the back. And I'm like, whatever redemption you would try to give him, like he in the end tries to help them. But it's still like, no, no. Like you straight up, even though I can, I can understand his side of being like, oh, I couldn't tell you because like, he comes from the, what are they, the Dark Witches? I wrote this down in my notes somewhere. The Dark Witch, not the Dark Witches, but mm, the Blood Witches. So he is a Blood Witch and he lied to get into their school because like Blood Witches aren't allowed. And 
it's understandable why he would lie just based on like the history of blood witches. But like, I feel like he could have confided in her and been like, hey, this is what it is. But then also like when anyone's like, oh, a whole world was destroyed by this thing. My family or whatever was wiped out. And it's like, I feel for you. You want to bring your family members back and all that stuff. But anytime it involves like doing something dramatic and <laughs> wild to bring them back, like some, like anything that, that involves bringing someone back from the dead, usually is not going to turn out well. Um, and so I'm trying to hold off on talking about Bloom because this might be a little controversial, but uh, I have some feelings about Bloom this season <laughs> that I got to get off my chest. So we're trying to hold on talking about her. But yeah, I was just like, oh. and then we find out that Tara, she comes out this season, which was very obvious. Like they were putting, they were hinting to that. Again, I don't really remember everything that happened in season one. So it's possible it could have been. But, um, and then they introduced her, a new character in Flora, which she was kind of an irritating character, but there was also like some stuff going on between them that they clearly have been struggling with for pretty much all their lives and had to come to like I want to say blows because they didn't come to blows like they literally it had to come out in the surface and they had to talk about it because Tara was very much like questioning everything Flora did and then Flora was always like inserting herself um and and one insert herself but then also like when someone's like, oh no, maybe not, like stop still doing that thing, which is kind of what happens when um, she makes that serum, even though in the long, in the long run, it eventually helps. But in the moment, like she was just not patient enough to wait. Uh, but yeah, that was interesting. And then having her be um, like another love interest for is it no it's not Dane it's Riven which Riven is an interesting character there's so many kids oh my gosh I feel I'm just like talking about all of them because we have the threesome with Beatrix Riven and Dane but Dane's really into Riven and then Beatrix pretty much throws him under the bus because again she's a very like whatever is best for her that is what she's going to do no questions asked so she throws him under the bus and that kind of like opens his eyes to her. And so he's all like, I'm done with the three, this threesome relationship. I'm going to go be friends with Flora. But also there's still some lingering tension between him and Tara from last season because she like kissed him. And then it was a whole thing. She like threw up and it's like embarrassment on her. And I don't really know what it is or ruins in. I can't really remember what all happened in the aftermath in season one. But there's clearly tension there. Um, and then he, but like, you see a soft side a lot in this cause you know, he was, he saw what happened when Silva like escaped. Like he saw that bubble of water bring the keys to him and he didn't throw the girls under the bus. Um, he was very, um, he went back and to save, um, oh my gosh, I was about to call her Yasmin. That's because I just watched freaking <laughs> industry finale which that's coming up but um Musa he went back to save her which 
this is so hard. It's so many. It's so many people. Musa is interesting, but we're gonna put we're gonna pin her for a hot second and keep her nervous. And then he like was giving her tough love when she's like, oh, I want to become a um I can't remember what they're called, but essentially one of the um soldiers who fight or whatever. And he's all like entertaining her up until the point where they're finna legitimately go to war with the blood witches and he like has a whole moment where he's like this is a legit like war you're not ready you're you're pretty much insulting us by thinking that you can just do a couple of days of training and then join in the fight even though she does like hold her own um when the shit hits the fan but <laughs> So like he's very interesting where he's like one of the like he's one of those characters where he's like the bad boy but like the bad boy you're kind of like oh I want I, I'm rooting for him because he's not like bad in the sense of like bad antagonist even though there are some antagonisty things they sometimes do but you're still like he's like a Chuck Bass even though that's a bad <laughs> a bad example but <laughs> it's kind of like that um but yeah, so that's Riven. Going back to Musa. So like her power is she can hear people's thoughts and all of that. And as soon as she lost her powers, because when she was like, oh, she got attacked by the um, the worm things, the scrapers. I've gotten really better about my notes. Like there, are, I'm like anything that I'm, I feel like I'm going to be like, what does that mean? I've been spelling it out because. The struggle. But when she got attacked by the scrapers, I was like, wait a minute. She was in a closed off room. And then when they're like, oh, when um, Riven's like, I saw you, I saw what happened. And we find out that like she let them attack her and take her powers. I was like, this girl is not with her powers. And then Tara like continuously, oh, we got to go back to Tara. Tara continuously like being like Tara is a great friend. Like love her love her like no bad things to say about her but she's very persistent she's very um annoying and I feel like if you're her friend you have to be like point blank period this is what I feel don't do this do this like you have to be very very straight with her otherwise if you just don't say anything she's going to continue to be like very very like and so you can see it um going on not only with uh Musa, Musa but also with Flora but anyway so like I was like oh this girl want her powers <laughs> and you knew she didn't want her powers because it, it was the moment when she when they went to go save um Beatrix and she like they found out like Bloom was saying that it was a setup they were going to get attacked and so she ran into the one room she got bit by one and then she's like on the phone with the girls and they're like oh if you only got bit by one it'll only be temporary and there was a moment where she could hear everything in her head like we see her hearing all this stuff in her head and then it's just silent for like a brief moment and like the joy and like exhale <laughs> That even though it wasn't like a physical exhale, but you could just see her, the relief on her face when that happened. I was like, oh, this girl don't want her powers. So that was like already clear. But of course, um, once Sebastian's killed, like everyone gets their powers back. Um, Tara, so she comes out and it was clear that she was coming out or like that she was interested at least, at least in one girl because there were scenes between her and I wrote her name down. 
Or wait, no, Cat. I've been saying the wrong person's name. Cat is not our only our other girl. Who am I missing? Cat is the girl that um freaking what's her name? Tara is into. But who am I missing? How am I Miss Stella? Oh my gosh. Because they got her listening here as Princess Stella. <laughs> Stella. So every time I said cat previously, you all, and you probably were screaming at me, I meant Stella. Oh my gosh. Cat um, is the girl that Tara was interested in. And she, um, and you could see that in earlier scenes, like when they're interacting and stuff like that. I was like, oh, she's clearly into this girl. So it wasn't really that surprising when she ended up coming out. Um, later on to the girls but I thought it was a sweet moment um, between them y'all know I love a sweet uh, moment around someone like telling letting their friends and family know um, this is who I like this is who I am like I love those sweet moments so uh, that was Tara Stella we know Stella dated Sky last season and they broke up and Sky's not with Bloom so she's still but like Stella and Sky were like together for a while slash friends for a while so there's just so much history there so she we oftentimes found found her Beatrix too going to Sky or looking for Sky but like she would find Beatrix which is why they kind of um, created a relationship the two of them but um I thought that her story was also interesting like we saw, got to see her stand up to her mom when we had the whole trial with Bloom and then her get that like validation not even I don't even think know that she was necessarily at this point had it happened earlier in the season or even last season then it would have been like oh maybe she was seeking that validation but I don't even think she was seeking the validation at that point it was just like being like yeah I know this is who I am I know I can do whatever it is that I put my mind to because that's just the person who I am um but the whole thing with the gym and her uh back that her mom did it's <laughs> like these parents be hardcore so yeah I was like and then her like pulling it out I'm like oh, clearly it is not coming out at all like I would stop trying um but then like seeing her friendship with Beatrix seeing her uh stand up for Bloom being like no this is my friend like I'm gonna vouch for her and just seeing her more because I feel like last season she wasn't as even though they were all in the same suite she wasn't as like integrated or part of whereas I feel like this season because of everything and kind of like the place that she finds herself in like she leans more into the girls and we even see that towards the end where she's like there's no other like she vocally is like oh that's my roommate like and she's actually having fun um with the girls let's get to bloom so I was because I was thinking about this before I recorded and I was like why was I irritated with Bloom this season and I think it's just a running thing and I find that it happens the most in like superhero type shows especially like the CW thinking about like Oliver Queen uh Barry Allen especially because he's still on the TV so he's like one of them ones where it's like you're the hero everyone looks to you as being the hero but then you're like always like self-sabotaging yourself and you're always always like I'm not good enough I'm not this I can't do this it's like very like deflating to watch 
And so there's this the part of Bloom where she's looking for information about her family. Like she doesn't know. She just knows she's been abandoned. She's adopted. And she didn't grow up knowing like, oh, I'm a fairy. And she found out on her own. And so she didn't get like all these this teaching or whatever. She's also coming off of last season being the only fairy to transform, save the school. And then she loses like her mentor and Dowling. And she gets this new person who kind of like duped her. And is trying to be her new um, mentor. And she like drops all this info on her like, oh, well, after being shady for like half the season. And then they have the whole dinner. And she's like, well, Bloom's the only one who can save us against the blood witches. She has the um, dragon flame in her, which is like even more news to Bloom, who's like, okay, what the hell is going on with my family? The only person who seems to have answers is Sebastian. And Sebastian is an interesting character because for a good chunk of the beginning of the season, he's an ally. He's giving her like advice. Even they even have the moment when um, all the kids like go to the bar and are drinking. He's just like, oh, you should just be a teenager, blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out, oh, he's a blood witch. And oh, he's evil and oh he's he wants the dragon flame from her also uh he's the only one who knows like everything about her past so it's like a combination of all those things where it was like by the time we got to the end of it and we see her because they like I tell y'all they don't just say stuff to say something like they're saying stuff because it's going to mean something in the end so when they were talking about the door being open to the um I think it's called the darkness of the dark the realm of darkness and they were talking about like the only way that it can be closed is if someone goes closes it on the other side meaning they wouldn't be able to get back in that was something that you should have kept in the back of your mind because you knew it was going to come back at the end so to see her at the end like give everyone letters and then be about to sacrifice herself to close the door because it opened during um their whole like fight with sebastian i was not surprised at that but it kind of plays into that whole, like, what was me? I'm the superhero. Like, the only way that I could save everyone is if I'm in a place of unhappiness and all these other things. So, like, she pretty much was, like, walking with expectation that she doesn't know what's on the other side of this door and she's going to be alone. And she's going to give up all of her friends who literally, um, oh, we got to talk about the girls. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But she's going to give up all her friends who, like, literally love her. Her boyfriend who's, like, literally going through shit this whole season. <laughs> Which, he, boyfriend, whatever. The friends, like, that's a whole, that's, like, a whole thing. The boyfriend's like, ah, you, you guys are young. Like, who knows if they'll, you'll be together in, like, two years or whatever. Um, but, like, then he's the one who, like, meets her at the gate. And she's like, I don't want to go there or whatever. And then we find out from um, Sebastian. So we find out more about her mom. We find out that she's the one who caused um, the world or the place that the blood would just come from to be destroyed because she could um, take control or keep control of the dragon flame. Um, they knew that they had a daughter who was born with the same dragon flame. So she essentially left her, um, left her and she went into the realm of darkness and locked herself off from everything because she like literally killed a shit ton of people <laughs> so um as soon as they were like oh she wants to the realm of darkness and you're like oh blue's about to go into the realm of darkness like 
duh, if anyone she's going to see over there is going to be her mom because her mom, like, we also find out that Bloom is, like, a thousand years old. So, like, she was born a thousand. Wait, let me go to these. Um, to my notes so I can make sure that I say the right things. Oh, I also put here. Because as Sebastian was talking, I was like, these kind of sound, sound like lies, but whatever. We're going we gonna to believe him for now. But um, her mom lost control. Thousands died. She couldn't fathom the same thing happening to Bloom. So she put her in stasis and then went into the realm of darkness. Um, and then, uh, meaning, so Sebastian wanted to bring... The drag wanted to use a dragon flame to bring back Asterdale. That's where the blood witches are from. That's what was destroyed. But if he brings it back, it will destroy the other world, which is where they currently are. Um, and then he tells her, tells her the dragon flame was in stasis for a thousand years because I believe she asked him like, why hasn't why is this just now happening? Um, like, why hasn't this been an issue before? And he was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you why. <laughs> The dragon flame was in stasis for a thousand years because Bloom was in stasis for that long because she was born in the middle of an ancient war. So we find out that Bloom is a thousand years old, a thousand and seventeen years old. <laughs> like, what? Oh my gosh, insane. But then we also, like, one of the things that was in the book, which I wrote down the book name. This is going to take me a hot minute to find uh what the book was called but the book that everyone wanted like Sebastian wanted the girls want to go get it because it was one of the things that they needed to help with um figure out what's going on with Rosalind but he was like pretty much all the answers are in this book but essentially there was a reference to like the shadow the shadow man or shadow thing or whatever like that which we do see after she um goes through the door to the realm of darkness and closes the door and then we see the shadow thing is in the other world so like we're gonna get into potential season three in a minute but like then she walks through and she's walking and da 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 as all the girls are like waking up and reading the notes and realizing she's gone for good <laughs> and then we see her like walk into this building and she's like mom and it's like well duh of course your mom is alive but before we get into potential season three, I got to talk about the, the other girls because they all had their um, transformation moment. I don't think, oh my gosh, now I can't remember. I don't think um, Musa was there because she was out in the fields fighting. So I think I believe it was just Stella, Tara, and Aisha had their transform moment which was like very glamorous and very like uh, uh, those moments are just so like whoosh whoosh like hair whipping and da 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 especially Tara she was like feeling her transformation moment I was like yes <laughs> but oh, they all transformed so like okay let's get into season three I'm sure there's so much stuff that I haven't even discussed like Rosalind I did kind of discuss it discuss it oh I didn't even talk about like Bloom being put in the stasis for like 30 minutes which this made me mad because I was like they had the whole thing um Stella's mom was like yeah no you're going into stasis until we deem that until we think that is 
you can come out of it, which is like, oh, okay, when, okay, but <laughs> she goes to the stasis because the girls couldn't prove that Rosalind actually killed um, Dowling because Bloom literally fried her. I literally wrote that in my notes. <laughs> Where did I put that? Oh, I, li I literally just wrote, she fried her. She fried <laughs> Rosalind um, when she came back from touch Sebastian. And she finds out about uh, Rosalind killing Dowling because that's when the girls have been messing with the orb because they, you know, they always got to be doing something. And so she had like, her power was more unpredictable. Uh, and the girls were like, oh, you need to come back. Like you need to, you need to release it. Otherwise you're not going to be able to control. She's like, oh, I can't control it. And then she ends up killing <laughs> Rosalind. But like they needed proof. They couldn't find proof in time. So Bloom goes into stasis. And then Flora realizes that, oh, actually, this is the, the proof. And we see Dowling, her... I had, I had to write all this down. Where did I write this? Okay. Oh, they were putting her in stasis for 20 years. Um... So Dowling, she did die, but it's her spirit that they were talking to. And then she tells the girls, like... Oh, for to have transformation magic, like you need to make peace with all your emotions, both the good and the bad. I'm like, that was her tip to the girls. But like, I was like, okay, you have proof. Why don't you go take this to the people who need to see the proof versus like spending all the time talking to her? Like, I get it. She was like a very important part of your lives. Like how she loved was unfortunate. Yes, talk to her, but then also like take the proof to the people who need the proof because they were looking for Bloom because they were like, this girl escaped stasis. <laughs> like, what is going on? Although that, um, what's it called? That general, she ends up dying. So, I mean, I guess that's how they sweep it under the rug, but also like Bloom's not there. So I guess that's another way they do it. But anyway, I had to talk about that because I was so frustrated. I was literally screaming at the screen like, go take them the proof. What are y'all doing? Um, well, let's get into potential season three. So as of this recording, this has not been renewed for season three yet. It's still out um, and it's still possible that that could happen. I don't even remember how long it took for season two to be announced. Um, I feel like Netflix has been announcing it a little uh, fairly quicker, but it depends on the show. Some shows, yes, most shows, no. So I'm not sure. Um, the way we end it, like, there is a big... Um, gap or not a gap but it's kind of like a cliffhanger because bloom finally sees her mom there's a shadow man that's now in the other world like these are problems that are going to cause like even more problems but the way they ended is ended it means that in the next season they're gonna have to figure out how to get bloom back into the other world uh, whole show is a talk oh i'm thinking about lock and key where i was like like you're gonna need to do this in the next season to wrap it up hopefully we get a season three we do a nice clean three season arc and just close it out with the final season three but um yeah so they're going to figure out how to get we're going to have to of course like see the moment between bloom and her mom get some more context on that her mom's probably gonna give her even more context than sebastian gave her and she's probably gonna feel like oh my gosh like why didn't i know this oh and probably gonna be like you you can control this you're like you know a whole like mom daughter moment and then she's gonna be like is there a way to get back like she's or her mom's gonna be like oh the shadow man because like she's been in the realm of darkness for like thousands of a thousand over a thousand years now so she has to be like oh we're missing somebody here he's not here i think he's in your in your world wow 
everyone in the other world is like, oh wait, there's this huge threat. How are we gonna how are we gonna overcome this? So like at the, either way, either it's gonna be her mom helping her get back to the other world or all the kids in the other world figuring out a way to open up the um door again because they the only way you can open the door is if you have the dragon flame and there are two people with the dragon flame and they're both in the realm of darkness so i'm assuming it's going to be on their end to open it and then to get back to help save everyone um but that's what i see sky and bloom like that i didn't really talk about that relationship but like the way that sky is set up i just don't <laughs> i feel like whenever she's come back he's gonna be like yes thank you like I just don't see him being like going back to Stella or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, is there anything else? I don't think so. This is a very, very interesting season. I was hooked. I literally watched this in like a day because again, it was only seven, seven episodes and each episode is very interesting. No complaints on length or of the episodes or length of the season. I loved getting more story in depth on some of these characters and seeing some good character arcs um but yeah season three if we get it will be interesting hopefully but i want to know what you all thought about fate the wink saga <laughs> let me know all the things <laughs> and i will talk to you all in the next episode that's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybinging on Instagram and at currentbinging on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.